Today on Cross Radio. Confess what Peter and the apostles confessed and stand on that no matter what. This is what makes Christianity Christianity. He will build his church. Surely he will uphold his name by the building of his church. Rest on this. This is part two of our message entitled The Indestructible Church. In this message, Twister will share to us the church that survives everything from simply answering the question, What makes Christianity Christianity? Through the lens of the wishy-washy disciple named Peter, who was mightily used by God as foundational in the building of Christ's own church, we will see and fix our focus on the promise of Jesus, that He is the one who will build His church. So sit back and once again listen to Cross Radio's episode entitled, The Indestructible Church, The Organism That Survives Everything. Hey, hey, Twister Hover here, and I'm so excited to share to you stories, anecdotes, and truths from the sacred writ that intertwine with our daily realities. This is Cross Radio, and welcome to the podcast that's all about the Christocentric word to the Christo-needing world. Part of God's special supernatural revelation is the apostolic duty to instruct the future believers after Peter and the apostles to stand on the sacred writ and nothing else. This is the stability of the ecclesia, Christ himself as revealed in and through the inspired word of God. The canon of scriptures was not invented by the church. It was simply discovered as coming from the inspired writings of the apostles or those approved by the apostles. The church is not Peter's church, but of the Christ in all scriptures, the Jesus who is Lord over all. After John, writing the book of Revelation, there was no written work added in the canon of scriptures. Both the Old and New Testaments were established in all of its stability. The prophets, writing the Old Covenant and the apostles, finishing of the New. The work of the prophets and the apostles were crucial in the establishment of the word and thus the rule of life and faith for the church. Thus we have this singular verse of scripture that seals the deal that the church is, quote, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, end quote. Ephesians 2.20 ESV Foundational to its building was the prophets and the apostles in the writing of scriptures, and the cornerstone of it all is Christ himself, or as we commonly say, the Christocentric scriptures, or Christ in all of scriptures. Both the Old and the New Testaments are testaments about the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to Peter's own words. Jesus is the cornerstone whom the Jews rejected, See 1 Peter 2, 4-7. In fact, Peter also told the elders of the church that he was one of them, a fellow elder in 1 Peter 5, 1, giving them instructions what to do on verses 2-3. to Why? Because the chief shepherd, Christ himself, will reward them, found in verse 4. Peter's confession that Jesus is the cornerstone and the chief shepherd. 
This was seen in how Peter dealt with himself that he was merely a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1.1 And when someone fell on his knees to venerate the apostle Peter, his response was quick. Quote, when Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter raised him up, saying, Stand up, I too am just a man. End quote. Acts 10, 25-26, NASB. Although Peter in the book of Acts was really essential in the building of the church, he and the other apostles knew it was not about them. I too am just a man, he clarifies. It was not about Peter but Christ himself, the cornerstone and the chief shepherd of his church. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, not him. If this was Peter's church, a global pandemic or a simple persecution could easily squash it but it isn't. Christ will build his church. Peter always went to the time when Jesus himself lauded his blessed confession. The Father revealed it to him, and upon that revelation, on that confession of Peter, Jesus will build his church, building the indestructible. Now we go back to where the article began, the church. With all that's happening around the world, we see a very crucial fog that is causing panic in some of the churches globally. Will the church services still continue? What if the government will permanently lock us down? What if the church buildings will not be opened? What if no one gives tithes and offerings anymore? What if we can't fellowship and sing together physically anymore? Are we going to be under China now? What will the pastors and ministers eat? I have no idea. All I know is that I need to go back to the Bible and see what God has to say. We ask real and honest questions, and we go back to the Word of God, always, and search for answers from heaven's publications. What if, what if, what if, is answered by a single phrase, it is written. We go back to the Word of God. Although some of the questions are not necessarily spiritual questions, we always go back to the chief question, pointing us to the chief shepherd. Who is Jesus? And this is how everything now falls into place. We answer this question properly and the rest is secondary. Allow me to summarize everything here with a recent post of mine from Facebook. Here now lies our hope that Jesus himself, the cornerstone and the Lord of all, is here to build his church that not even coronavirus nor all of hell can destroy. As Christ stands, the church will. Notice that it's not as Peter stands because in context, the next passage in Matthew 16, 15-20, Jesus rebukes Peter as coming from Satan in verses 21-23, to and the church is not grounded on that. As there are remnants of people, those to whom God has supernaturally revealed Himself in Christ through the Spirit's enabling, those living stones that Peter talks about in 1 Peter 2.5, who supernaturally confesses that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, the church will always and forever stand. The church is indestructible because that's the vow of her Lord and Master. He is continuously building her up as the revelation of God is supernaturally revealed to His own, so is the process of building it, all by specialized, Christ-founded, blood-bought grace. Hell hath no fury than a Christ-built church. Here's our summary and our hope. Beloved, who do you say Jesus is? Peter confessed something sane, sound, and supernatural. Quote, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. End quote. Matthew 16, 15 to 16. Jesus' response, 
The blessedness of that statement comes not from mental or emotional inventions, not merely from the natural theologizing of men, but from God. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Verse 17. Then Jesus adds the hope of every church is from there to here. Quote, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. End quote. Verse 18. This was not the formation of Peter's church, but the announcement that upon Peter's supernatural confession of who Jesus was, the church will be built. It was Jesus' church. It still is, and will always be His. And as Christ stands, His church will. And what was Jesus' rock-solid promise? Quote, I will build my church. End quote. Beloved, during this time where seemingly the uproar of death is deafening, the fear of men is the trend and the gates of hell has broken loose, let's firmly stand on who Jesus is, that He is still sovereign, and that He is still good, and that He is still Christ, and that He is still the Son of the living God. The one who died and rose again will raise up those who are His, and not even all forces of hell can stand against it. Confess what Peter and the apostles confessed and stand on that no matter what. This is what makes Christianity, Christianity. He will build His church. Surely, He will uphold His name by the building of His church. Rest on this. Thank you for subscribing, liking, and following our Facebook page, Cross Radio PH. In fact, this is not just a page for you to like or share, although we highly appreciate it. But Cross Radio is a ministry of God's Word to the world. Here we share regularly, if not daily, either a blog post, an article, a podcast entry from our resident students of the Word, specifically geared to reaching listeners who wants to hear God through His Word and by all means, by God's grace and for God's glory. Do it in a manner that rightly divides the truth and magnifies the name of Christ. Message me privately via Cross Radio for comments, suggestions, and prayer requests, or you can visit our blog site at www.crossph.wordpress.com. If you are a child of God, if you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, I challenge you to make this your ministry as well. Go and share this to family and friends and together listen to or read God's Word together in faith and in joy. We are so excited on what will transpire soon, praying that indeed God will be magnified the most and people will enjoy their deepest through the Christocentric Word. This is your quarantine companion, Cross Radio. Have a good and godly day.